Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show, 39 degrees and cloudy here at 309. On this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, the one year anniversary of The Rob O'Donnell Show. I thank you. For being part of the show, thank you for letting me into your homes, your radios, your cars, wherever you happen to listen. Your app, um, I appreciate it. I had a good time the past year. We've learned what works and what doesn't work, and we're going to get better and continue to get better. But I appreciate all you guys for the support. But, yeah, one year ago today, January 31st, was the first Rob O'Donnell show here on WILK News Radio. So I appreciate you guys. You don't know how more. And, again, I want to give a special kudos to Jake in the control room because this show does not come to you without him in there. So I appreciate everything he does, his music selections. Listen, I just give him a mood I'm in, and he runs with it. And that's where the music comes from. Runs the board in there, does all the electronics, gets the podcasts up, gets the titles in there. Show doesn't get to you without him. So he's just much part of the show than you. So thank you, buddy. I appreciate everything you do. Love working with you, man. Happy one year. Yep, we're going to do it again. Do it, do it another year. Let's see how our 2024 goes. See if we can get you to break that computer this year. <laughs> uh, but thank you, though. That means a lot. Uh, no, no doubt. No doubt. Like I said, it doesn't come to them without you. So the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, we have a couple changes in today's show, uh, things out of my control. Actually, an act of Congress uh, changed the trajectory of today's show. We were going to have Congresswoman Erin Huchin, Indiana's 9th District, on today to tell us she just took a visit to the border with a whole group of uh, United States Congress members uh, to check out firsthand what's going on down there, part of the impeachment process with uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. But due to votes being moved to the 5 o'clock hour today, uh, she was contacting me earlier today to tell me that she would not be able to be on today, but she wants to be on tomorrow. So we're going to move that schedule to tomorrow at 5 o'clock hour for Congresswoman Erin Huchin from Indiana's 9th District, United States Congressperson down in Washington. And again, an act of Congress interrupted a, um, a guest that I was going to bring to you here in Northeast Pennsylvania. So at least they're doing something down there. And we'll we'll talk to her tomorrow about what exactly they were doing down there. It uh, We're still looking for that response from the Biden administration to uh, five dead U.S. service members, two Navy SEALs and three Army Reserve members from Georgia. I just saw uh, a while ago that uh, intelligence from the U.S. Central Command has announced that, oh, that's the, I'm looking at the wrong thing now. Where did it go? See, now it just disappeared. I don't have it now, so we'll see. There's supposed to be a multi-tiered attack, including strikes on Iranian and Iranian-backed assets, including cyber strikes. Now, they're the experts that do these things, but Iran is no stranger to cyber attacks themselves, so I would be prepared for countermeasures if anything like that's done. But we're still waiting on that. If I seem uh, more tired than usual this this week, uh, it's because I am. I've been up late at night looking through uh, sources to see movements of our military assets, what's going on. And 
The fact that we can't see a lot and it's business as usual on the outside is a good thing because I'm sure it's anything but on the inside. But we're waiting. It should be, I would say, in the next 12 to 20 hours, 24 hours. Uh, we should expect to see something. And like our administration has said, it will be a tiered system. It'll be a tiered response. And to not judge the first thing you see as thinking that's all we're going to do. That's what was the update from the White House talking points today. I keep hearing about this multi-tiered system. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, we're going to talk about the PUC hearing in Scranton. It looks like all your typical camera-loving politicians are jumping on that wagon. If you were there, I know we spoke to someone who was at the 1 o'clock meeting yesterday. If you were at either meeting and want to give us your rundown of what, what went on, I'd love to hear from people directly that were there, people that are affected by it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but they had the two meetings now. And it seems like, uh, you know, the politicians and many members of the community lined up to speak their views. Some of them in particular was uh, Senator Marty Flynn from Dunmore, District 22, testified. Uh, you had the mayor of Scranton make comments. You had the city council member, Bill King, make some uh, members and uh, a bunch of more. A bunch more individuals. But if you were there, if you went to it, you could either call or text at 570-883-0098. Tell us how that went. Tell us what your sense is. Me looking at this from the outside, again, I'm not affected by the rate increases. I don't have them. I, I've been following it, but not in-depthly. It, it looks to me as the, the Water Authority here shot very high so they could come somewhere in the middle and still get a rate increase that they desire. Um, the fact that their profits and their their books are not open to scrutiny is uh, something that maybe need to be needs maybe needs to be addressed. And I'm I'm not a proponent for government intervention because every time government looks to take something over, every time government looks to get involved with something, they kind of make it worse than it was before they got involved. And uh, one of the good things. Uh, I saw a video from the congresswoman I was going to have on today, Erin Hoochin, who will be on tomorrow, an interview she gave because she was a state senator in Indiana for many years before she became a United States congresswoman. She said uh, that she looks in the gaps in policy and she uses legislation as a last resort because all we, the last thing we need is more laws, more legislation, more government involvement. And it kind of stuck with me and I'm, I'm going to get into that conversation with her tomorrow, but that I, I love the way she phrased that because it, it's a great way to look at things. I mean, if you look at things now at our border, the laws are exactly the same as they were under the Trump administration. They're exactly the same they were under the Biden administration, uh, the, the Obama administration. But under the Biden administration, we've had this free-for-all at the border when the laws have not changed. What has changed? Policies. Uh, executive orders. This president's marching orders. What they're doing with their Border Patrol to distract them rather than enforce our immigration laws remain in Mexico. Uh, this asylum reclassification that is just ludicrous uh, what's going on. 
And we're going to talk about that and effects that's having across our, our nation a little later with some legal issues, with some issues that are going on throughout the country. It's just incredible that you will take anyone who wants to surrender and say, okay, they are being coached on what to say, and we're releasing them into the country with court dates that are up to seven years out, knowing that 80% will not qualify for asylum, and hoping something happens down the road, hoping the status changes, administration change, maybe the the majorities in the House and Senate change to where a full blanket amnesty is back in the the realm. I mean, to the point where we talked yesterday, they released a a known terrorist. He came up as a a possible terrorist when he was stopped by the Border Patrol, and then they said it was inconclusive, released him, and then 10 months later, 10 months later, ICE was able to apprehend this individual in Minneapolis saying, no, he in fact was the terrorist that that they thought he was, but they were so busy, the checks are so rapid, the checks are so overbearing that mistakes are being made, and one was made. Thankfully, they were able to apprehend him 10 months later, but what could he have done in those 10 months? This is just one individual. How many more are out there? When you have over 10 million, you know, if just 1% is nefarious, you're looking at 100,000 people. It's it's incredible, the lack of response. And, and it's not laws. They keep saying, well, yes, the immigration system's broken. Well, you cannot fix immigration without having border security. Because you could do whatever you want to Im- the immigration policy. If there's no border security, people are just going to skip that line and continue to flood in. So you cannot have one without the other. The border needs to be secure. The laws are there to secure the border. It's just a matter of this administration's fortitude to do such. And we've had the experts on the show, Tom Homan, Ken Cusinelli, who said, you know, they could gain control of our border. Even now, at the state it's in now, where you have millions a year coming in. Tom Homan says 120 days. An administration with the fortitude can uh, can secure the border. And you have the nonsense back and forth because this, this is just like other arguments. They don't want this to go away. They don't want to fix this because it's, the, it's an argument. But the, what they're doing to Democrat-run cities, Democrat cities that – I mean, New York City, you're looking at over 80 percent vote Democrat. They are destroying the city. They are bankrupting the city. And this is happening all around. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Chicago, it's Houston. It's happening across our country. California. I mean, San Diego is being inundated. And I've been to the San Diego border. And when I was there, in less than 10 minutes, migrants tried to enter the country. I saw it with my own two eyes. But within seconds, there were mounted Border Patrol units there. They turned their boat around and went back to the Mexican side. I saw all this happen. I've posted pictures on my social media. It happened where I took pictures of the boat coming ashore. I took pictures of the horses of the Border Patrol coming riding up the beach at Borderfield State Park. You know, there were pictures yesterday in San Diego County of dozens being dropped off in SUVs, just circumventing the system and walking through. 
And these are the ones that are walking up to agents, anyone of authority, and saying, we're persecuted in our country. I'm afraid for my life. I need asylum. Because that's what they're instructed to say. We've seen the instruction sheets telling them what to say. Knowing that 80% are not going to qualify. But this administration is flooding them throughout the country, transporting them. What did I say? $40 million they've spent transporting. But they want to talk about the governor of Texas transporting, you know, a few thousand to cities across America, to sanctuary cities. Who've asked for this? But if you have anything else to put at the uh, the Pennsylvania hearing, water authority hearing yesterday, uh, please check in and let's see uh, if anything came out of that in your eyes. If you think anything's going to be done, you think it was worth it. Again, I think they shot high and they're hoping to get somewhere where they knew they would kind of end up. Just my two cents. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 38 degrees and cloudy here at 325 on this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. February's not even around the corner tomorrow, a couple hours. And it's a leap year, so we got an extra day in February. Got to make February even longer. February is like my my blah month. It's it's I'm kind of done with winter. It's dark. It's I mean, even now, I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why I'm so monotone and kind of just going through the motions this week when's the last time the sun's been out kind of just gloomy cold is what it is you know I get out it's so dark out already you know in the mornings I'm doing my show prep no sun outside can't get outside get some sun on my face it's one of those days but we do have a leap year so we have another day in February to make things even better I guess so we got a couple text message in uh the state reps were at the 1 p.m. because that's when the press was there. They all left right after speaking and did not stay for the residence speeches. Uh, they did not attend the second hearing either. Um, did you attend either of them? Both of them, I mean. Did you attend both? This is uh, Mayor Paige Cognetti was on the committee on stage for both hearings, and so was Kyle Mullins. Okay. Bill Gahan managed to show up long enough for the 6 p.m. to speak and be seen, then left because of its mom's birthday. Chermack was a no-show. McGloin supposedly had to take his wife to work, so he never spoke. So those are the updates. Updates um, I got from the meeting. And listen, politicians are going to politician. If you look at the, the press report from today, you know, it focused on the politicians who who are who are on the people's side on this, which is a good thing. But is it self-serving or are they truly on the people's side? You know, you're saying a lot of them didn't stay to hear the people, hear the personal stories. Um, so we'll see. Again, I think this is one of these shoot high and no, we're going to end up here. You know, you bid high, I bid low and we'll meet. It, it's kind of one of those things. But unfortunately, you don't get a bid here. But since the people are resisting. That is uh, just as good to bring that down. Somebody says, I've been hearing that our immigration system is broken for decades. Could you explain what they mean? Well, what they're talking about now, and that's a text message I got in here to the station. What what this administration is trying to do is conflate the two, border security and immigration, saying our system's broken. And then you have the president, Joe Biden, himself saying yesterday that he's done all he can. 
He's done all he can. He needs Congress to act and give him money and give him agents and judges. They're, they're confusing the issue to you purposely. Border security and immigration reform are two different things. Securing our physical border, not letting people in illegally, is different than how many we're going to let in, how we're going to let in, what's the process to let them in, how is it going to be set up, the people who are here illegally already, what do we do with them? That's border policy. And yes, could it be streamlined? Yes. I mean, there, I, I, I had the number, I don't have the numbers to tip my tongue now, but I think only an eighth of applicants for legal entry are approved for legal status is approved here in America. And now I had the numbers, I just don't have them in front of me. But I believe it was like an eighth of what applies actually get it. So could we increase that? Could we fix that? Could we open that up differently? Could we look at, because the, the governments over the years, over the past decades, have changed immigration policy to suit what they felt helped them, the economy, and their position as politicians. When we went from a European-based immigration system where we were taking people from Europe, and that was where our grandparents who came here and great-grandparents, to Central and South America for workers, uh, to tech workers from India and Pakistan and such like that, to H1H visas for companies and education. And we've seen what kind of debacle our higher education system is, but, you know, when when— Harvard is accepting anyone who want, they want from China to come in because China's paying full tuition, which supports their whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, they want to support that because that's their money train. That's their fundraising. That's their, that's their, their uh, golden goose. So they say, well, we need student visas. We need the students to come here because their countries, their families are paying full tuition. They're not getting scholarships. They're not getting this. It's their money train. It's their gravy train. So they fight for that. So it's all what's in it for them. So, yes, that needs to be fixed. But what this administration is doing is trying to put the two together, saying they're asking for more Border Patrol agents and more judges not to secure our border. They're asking for them to process who they are already letting in. And that's why that number of 5,000 a day comes in, which is almost 2 million a year. That in itself, 20 years ago, six years ago, was unheard of, was was a record coming in. They want to let that in just regularly. Hey, the first 5,000 that get in could get in. So what's going to happen with that? Well, you're going to have a whole line on the other side waiting to come in. So maybe if I'm not the 5,000 today, I'll be the 5,000 tomorrow or the 5,000 after that. Or the, it doesn't stop what the problem is now. And the system has been so overwhelmed. Our criminal cartels are catering to it. They're making billions off of this. The drugs are flowing in because while we are busy dealing with everyone who's turning themselves in, you have the people who are paying lots of money to get in secretly, the gotaways, along with the drugs and everything else. So in a nutshell, that's that's what that is. So we'll see where we go from there. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 3.38 here on this Wednesday, January 31st, 
2024, 38 degrees and cloudy outside. I got this text message, and I want to read it out because it's what's going on in the media and what they're trying to push out to you. It says, hi, I'm confused. You're talking about border security and Biden, etc. Biden has been calling for more border patrol and drug inspection equipment and staff and new judges to deal with the seven-year waits. But the GOP said it will not work with Biden. They don't want him to look good. What is supposed to happen here? It has nothing to do with Biden looking good. What Biden wants is to process more illegals, not prevent them. That's why the GOP won't agree with him or fund it. He wants more judges and he wants more border security to deal, yes, with that seven-year waits, to process more illegals, not stop them. And that's the misconception that's out here. It's like saying Joe Biden wants to pay for more buckets because there's a hole in the dam and he wants to get more people with more buckets to bail out the downstream river rather than pay to fix the dam. Does that put it simple enough for you? That's what Joe Biden's trying to do here. They're not trying to stop the influx of illegal immigration. That's what his plan. He wants to process more. Their plan, this agreement in the Senate, that's a a bipartisan agreement somehow, which is thankfully falling apart, agrees to allow 5,000 illegal immigrants into America a day. And at 5,000, we're going to stop it. Now, yes, right now, because they have a free-for-all at the border under this administration— It's a lot more than 5,000 a day. We're having 10, 11, 12,000 a day. So it seems like, oh, we're going to, this administration wants to say, we'll cut illegal immigration in half. And America's going to go, oh, that's great. Look, the Biden administration is going to cut illegal immigration in half. Well, 5,000 a day is still almost 2 million. It's 1.85 million. A record amount any other time in history except for now, these past three years. So... No, what the Biden administration wants to do is process more illegal aliens, not stop the flow of them. And the GOP is saying, no, we need to stop. We need to secure our border. And then we could work on hiring judges and more people to process those that are here and decide what we're going to do with those that are here illegally already and deal with that seven-year wait. So that's the difference there. It's not anything about making him look good. The laws are exactly the same now than they were under the Trump administration. But under the Trump administration, we had the lowest illegal immigration in our lifetimes. Now we have the highest in our lifetimes. What changed? The laws didn't. The fortitude and the policies of this administration are what changed. And they're trying to use that. They're trying to use how bad it is now. To say, well, let's we'll cut it by half, and we're going to codify that. We're going to make that law to allow five thousand a day in. That's not a deal. That's sovereignty suicide. So no, the GOP shouldn't agree with that. We should secure our border, and then deal with what immigration policy our legislatures want to decide. They're two separate issues. It's as simple as that. Stop letting this administration try and tell you they're the same. Stop letting them try to conflate them. There are two separate issues. You cannot revamp border policy, immigration law, without securing their border. It's just as simple as that. 
So I hope that, in a nutshell, put it out for you. It's uh, 3.42 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. I uh, got a text message in, uh, Gen Alpha will be half the size of the millennial generation. We're going to need people here to be able to have a tax base in the future. Two million a year sounds reasonable to me. Uh, okay, well, we have a ton here now. How many do you house? So, you, And I agree. And it has a lot less to do with with how many people have. It's the current status making it unaffordable to have a family. I saw a, a thing yesterday, and they were talking about a plethora of things. 20 years ago, the average GPA in Harvard was 2.5. 2.55, I think, was the average GPA in Harvard. The average GPA today in Harvard is 3.89. So in 20 years, did everyone just get smarter, or has their system changed? The cost of higher education 20, 30 years ago. You were able to fund college. Families were able to save and pay for college without taking out loans or minimal loans. College has, higher education as a whole, has raised hundreds of percentage points over inflation, the cost. Daycare. Child care is like a mortgage payment now. And I know I have three children. You know, my, mor- my, my child care payment was over $2,000 a month. I think it was $2,600 a month. When I lived on Long Island. Makes it hard to have kids. Uh, private school. I mean, there's some private schools. I, I just saw a private school, a, a private elementary school in Greenwich, Connecticut was $40,000 a year. Now it's Greenwich, Connecticut, mind you. the One of the utopias of progressivism. But public school systems are failing families all across the place. I mean, daycare before even they get to kindergarten. Is cost are costing families you know a thousand twelve hundred fourteen hundred dollars a month for a couple hours, so families could work. They are making having a family, and they said more people, more and more young adults are choosing not to have kids because they simply can't afford it. So the answer to that is not to import immigrants. The answer to that is to make living here in America affordable. And how we do that is not overburdening our systems, making our systems better. But look at the difference 30 years ago. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to have three kids today. We barely made it then. You know, my oldest son is going to be 28. My daughter's just turned 21 and 22. They are making... The nuclear family, unaffordable. Now, is that by design? Some people might tell you it is. But the answer to that, the answer to, and you're not wrong by saying uh, this is a big problem in China, saying the tax base is decreasing. We have less and less children. We are decreasing in population. Yes. And that goes back to living within our means, doing things within our means, focusing on family Again, rather than being against it in so many turns, 
I mean, we're making having a family unaffordable. We're making it to where public schools are saying fam- parents should have no say in their children's education. We have where our government is saying parents are terrorists because they question school boards. Domestic terrorists. What's the primary concerns as a parent as far as their children's health and well-being? You know, a healthcare system. They're making that unaffordable. So, no, I don't agree. I think we need to fix our immigration system. I think we can increase those dramatically. But if you think $2 million a year is reasonable, when that would be a record any other time in history except the past three years, I just can't agree there. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 353 here, 38 degrees and cloudy. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, Wayne from Ireland and says we have no more justice system. Wayne. How are you, Robert? How are you doing, my friend? I'm very curious about this. Okay. Uh, Is it still illegal to cross our border illegally? Um, Not at the current time, it appears. Uh, it, It appears, but I mean, by the Constitution, is it illegal to do that? Yes, the laws have not changed. Okay. So why are our Republicans and our Democrat congressmen negotiating about this? There should be no negotiation about it if it is illegal. Um, the Justice Department should should be involved, but they're not. Okay, the immigration system should be involved. They're not. And if we had to use the military, they should be involved, but they're not. Why? <laughs> if, it's, if they are illegal, you are illegal. Because okay? what the uh, Biden administration is doing to circumvent that is they massage the the, the policy on on um, am, uh, not on amnesty on uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I forgot the word I'm looking for. It, it just escaped me. Okay. What, what they what they're saying here, you know. Uh, when they're persecuted in their countries, uh, when they when they're in fear for their life, well, asylum, well, the asylum, the asylum laws. What what okay, this administration has done as has, has had a policy to change the definition of asylum laws, basically allowing more and more people to claim asylum rather than doing it the way it's standard we've done in the past, where they go to an embassy in their first country they go to, not the third or fourth country to get to America, and then claim for claim right. asylum. But you you. <laughs> You set up one border point where you come, you bring these people in. You don't allow them to cross over the over the whole country. I mean, I, I I'm still saying what they're doing is illegal. It's not our. We have lost control of our country. That's all I'm saying. The experts have been we saying have it for for, for years now that that the experts at the border, border patrol, ICE officials, yes. government officials say we do not have operational control of our own border. Yes, and that's our own government's fault. Yes. Okay, so they uh, that's just what I'm saying. It's our own government's fault. Uh, the people involved in this should be thrown out of office immediately or arrested because it is illegal. Well, is that's part not? of the impeachment proceedings that are going against Secretary of Homeland that's, Security yeah, Mayorkas. Bob, you and, all, you, you and I know that's not going anywhere. No, it won't okay? get past the House. I agree. No, yeah. 
But, I mean, it's what is illegal is illegal. We don't have any system anymore of legalities where they actually work. That's all I'm saying. We have lost our justice system to politics. That is the saddest part of this nation right now. Okay? Yeah. That, that's the sad part. We've lost it. That, that's my opinion. Uh, that's, I mean— Give me a reason other than that. They've purposely, the Biden administration has purposely made the border so bad that it's just like the PUC and their water, their water rate hikes. They have made, they've made illegal immigration problems so bad that when they cut it in half and it's still a record high, we think we're getting a deal. It's the same thing, same political playbook that the Pennsylvania Water Commission is doing. The people of this nation should not look at it as they're getting a deal. They should be screaming at their their governors and their congressmen that this is illegal. Stop it. Okay? Stop it. Well, you're getting, I just don't understand where, where the Justice Department is in this because if everybody involved in this thing is allowing this illegality, well, until Democratic watch, until Democrat voters convince Senator Casey, Matt Cartwright, Congressman Cartwright, the other me- elected federal members in our state, that their right. jobs are on the line, no, right. nothing, nothing will get done until it's it's bad enough to where <laughs> they start holding Fetterman, Casey, and uh, Cartwright, and the whole bunch of others responsible for this. And they won't. They haven't. I mean, I got a text message saying that two million a day sounded okay. Yeah, two million yeah, a year just, sounded okay. I'm just saying our Justice Department, yeah, okay, should be handling this. Period. Okay, then you wouldn't have this problem. They would be going to these people and saying this is illegal, and you're going to stop. That's all because that they are on top of the, the, the food chain as far as. Uh, everything goes in this country. I mean, as far as what goes, what doesn't go, uh, it, it makes no sense as why congressmen have to negotiate with each other for something that's illegal. Yeah. It makes no common sense. How, how much do we want to violate the law isn't a negotiation. It's still against the law. Right. Exactly, Bobby. Exactly. There you go. This, this country has gone down the toilet. It is done. It is almost finished. If we can't fix something as simple as our border security, how are we supposed to address Social Security and Medicare and the other issues that really face us? And the things that are coming with it, with all these immigrants that came in here, there's there's big trouble brewing. There's no doubt about it. There is. There is, Wayne. Wayne, I appreciate you calling, checking in. Thanks for calling. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It's coming up on the 4 o'clock hour here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show one-year anniversary show. 